Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. You are listening to the Build Your Network podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. My name is Eric. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend himself. What's up, guys? Travis Chappell. What's happening? Came in too early. That's fine. No, so we wanted to address something. Both of us have had quite a few people we've coached as far as starting a podcast. And the number one thing people get upset about is they feel like they're not growing. And they wonder if it's their equipment. They wonder if it's their income or their ability to spend money on ads. But we found that there's something specifically that seems to get a lot of people stuck. So what is that? Yeah. So what happens is you make the mistake of looking at what people have built now, but don't look at what they did to get to the point that they're at right now. Like you guys ever seen those, um, those posters of the iceberg and like above the water, it's like just the tip of the iceberg, right? But then below the water, it's like this big old foundation, just big block of ice below the water that's like five times the size of what you're seeing on the surface. You're not seeing any of the work that went into building everything that that person has. So like a lot of people will look at people who have giant shows and then just be like, well, they launched their show and then they got a bunch of listeners and then they got sponsors and then their sponsors allowed them to make money and get good guests and then repeat the process and all this other stuff. And then what people don't realize is that you can't shortcut the first you know, decade of work that went into being able to build a large audience. Everybody always wants to be the next Joe Rogan. Everybody wants to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk. 
but they don't look at how many years it took them to get to the position to be able to even earn what they were at when they got the opportunity. And they don't look at they don't look at the opportunity itself either. They don't look at the timing that they had, the saturation that was in the markets at the time. Like Joe Rogan started a show. Like I don't even know. I probably should just look it up because we talk about him so much. But actually, I'm going to do that really quick. When did I watched his first episode Joe. the other day, and it was pretty rough. December 2009. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so 2009 was right after podcasts came out. Is the point right? Like the iPhone came out in what 2006. 2007. Yeah, 2007. You know what I mean? Like nobody was even, nobody knew what podcasts were and Joe Rogan was podcasting. So that combined with his previous years of decades of stand-up comedy and building an audience and then doing stuff like Fear Factor and and like just cultivating a network of interesting friends and people to talk to, like having that combined with the timing of the podcasting industry and then the just abundance of information that was coming out around that time, like that's what made him Joe Rogan. And like, you can't duplicate that success right. by doing the same thing that he did because you didn't do the work beforehand. Yeah. He's got 11 years of just the podcast on you. Right. Exactly. So. And you look at someone like Gary Vaynerchuk doing wine library TV for like 63 views per video on his YouTube channel. When he started, when he was working in his dad's wine shop, like 15, freaking years ago. You know what I mean? And so people look at what he does now and they're like, oh, well, I need to go hire 83 people to do my social media content on a daily basis. And it's like, no, you just got to get started and like start, you know, in a different way. So the big takeaway is that you can't grow an audience The you can't expect to grow the same way that a lot of people back then grew. And I made this mistake when I started because I hired a bunch of coaches and mentors who, and it was not any, any faults of their own. This is this, the way that they had built their shows. But by the time that I launched my show, a lot of the ways that I was learning of how to get a bunch of traffic were kind of outdated at that time because it was already really saturated. There was no longer just, you know, 2,000 podcasts in existence or 5,000 podcasts in existence or 15,000. There was like a half a million. So all of a sudden, it's a pretty saturated market. And so when I was trying to launch my show, all I knew, all I knew what to do was like jump onto the top charts, the new and noteworthy category. And then if you can get on there for any period of time, you're going to get a bunch of people that find your show organically. And then you're going to get a bunch of sponsors. And then you can take that money and use it for, you know, getting guests or marketing the show or building it up or monetizing or whatever you want to do, you know? So that was my goal. That was my strategy. And uh, I just basically just, I made the assumption, which that entire method of growing your show makes the assumption that anybody can just start a show and just get a bunch of traffic coming into the show, at least like a fair amount of traffic. And when I say a bunch, I'm... Like to talk real numbers here for those of you who are listening who actually have a podcast and know this. Like I'm I wasn't even I'm not even talking about getting a hundred thousand downloads a month or something like that. I'm just talking about getting, you know, two hundred downloads an episode instead of well, that's seventeen. A, that's above average. <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean, it's the average show is like one average show is less than yeah, like if you're over two hundred downloads an episode, you're like top fifty percent of iTunes. Like you're Congratulations if you're listening. Right. So, I mean, so yeah. I, I just wasn't expecting it to be that difficult to get to those numbers. You know, like I hit the top charts and I was still at like seventy eight, you know, downloads an episode right. or something like that, which was just super discouraging at the time. So what I did at that point was it was basically a decision point where it came down to do I just quit on this podcasting thing because it's already taken up, you know, a lot of my time and tens of thousands of dollars of investing in coaches and courses and masterminds and events and all these other things trying to learn how to make this thing happen. Or do I, you know, double down and 
just commit to figuring out another way. And so that was kind of the route that I went just because the reward I knew was what I, I knew that it had what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like it offered me the lifestyle right. that I wanted to live. It gave me the financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom, checked off all of my boxes. I knew that building an audience in the future would be easier to start any business that I wanted to, if I had a bunch of people that were interested and curious about what I was up to and that I had invested, you know, hours of free content into and added value to their lives. Like a lot of people, if you launch something, are like, oh, well, you know, Travis has helped with XYZ. So we'll help him with his, you know, whatever book launch or product launch. So I knew that the reward would be worth it if I just put in the time to try to figure it out. I just didn't expect it to take me, you know, another like two years to, to figure it out. But eventually it came down to one thing, which is kind of what you alluded to at the beginning of this, and that was credibility. And I started figuring out really quickly that the credibility that I got from being on the top charts was way more important than the traffic, the was basically non-existent that I got from being on the top charts. I remember hitting the top charts and thinking like, I did it, I did it, I did it. You know, I won the lottery of podcasting. And I go like, look at my downloads the next day and uh, they were basically unaffected. And it was just like a punch to the gut, you know what I mean? And so- from there, I just used that credibility to try to go get pretty good guests for my show. And then those guests in turn gave my show more credibility because big right. guests were saying yes to my show. And then bigger guests were saying yes because I got big guests. And then that cycle just kind of kept repeating. And I noticed that the people who started investing in some of the um, products and services that I had to offer at the time were people that found my show because of some sort of credible method. Like they found my show through hearing me on a big person's podcast, or they gave my show a chance because they saw a recognizable name in my RSS feed. And then they listened to that episode and then they listened to the next one and the next one and the next one, you know, and those were the people that were buying the stuff that I had to offer. And then the guests that were telling me no before were now telling me yes without having my download numbers increased just because I had other guests on the show that they knew, like, trust and recognized. So it told me that those guests didn't really care about download numbers. All they cared about is their time because busy people care about their time a lot. So they just wanted to know that they weren't going to be wasting their time with some, like, because now that I'm on the other end of it as well and I get interviewed on a lot of shows, I know exactly what they're talking about because there's some podcasters that just don't deserve to get good quality people on their show because they're absolutely horrid hosts. Like you jump on, they've never done a a second of research on you. This is their first ever experience with you at all. They mispronounce your name. They don't have any good questions. Like the interview is just really just boring and long and just feels like it's never going to end. And you look at your watch and it was only like a 15 minute interview. You know what I mean? Like Like those types of shows are just a waste of people's times. And a lot of times they haven't even launched yet or they have three episodes out and they get seven downloads. And it's like, well, that was just an epic waste of my time. So all they wanted to know is, am I going to waste my time by doing this guy's show? So when they saw all the other people that I had on, they saw the credibility that I had, then that was enough for them to be like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And then that in turn was able to start bringing some money into the business. And then once I had money, then I was able to start investing in growing the audience, which is now I think what I, what I call the credibility first method, which basically teaches people exactly how to do that, like how to how to build credibility in your show from the start. And then take that credibility and turn that into money and then take that money and turn that into listeners and audience growth and stuff like that. So, and then we actually have a, a full live class that we're, that we're doing on a weekly basis. And if you're listening to this right now, I think we should be doing one next week, probably on Thursday. Um, we're doing it on, uh, every Thursday at noon for a little while that we just, I, I go through the, the credibility first method essentially. And we go through four secrets of, of the credibility first method on that, on that free live web class. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. 
We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. I know the feedback's been really solid. And there's a lot. This isn't like most, you know, <laughs> most webinars or most free courses where it's a, I was just telling you recently, like I did, a, I did one and I felt like it was like a 45 minute pitch or yeah. an hour pitch right. and led to no real value. And I think the stuff that you're doing, like you can see it in the live chat when people are coming in and going like, oh, that's super helpful. That totally yeah. changed how I view it. So yeah, so definitely check it out. I mean, there's a link in the description where you can, you can register. It is a free webinar. You know, there's obviously an exciting opportunity at the end to, to jump on, but it's a, it's a really, really cool course. And there's a lot of Q and a, which is probably more valuable than private yeah. content. Um, right. You can just ask anything you want. So definitely check that out or just go to podcastprofitcourse.com and you can sign up for the next session. Sweet. I'll see you guys there. Well, that's it for this episode. If you want to connect with me and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, and you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join my free Facebook group, The Lounge. I'll see you over there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.